And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% and on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. All right, guys, here with Josh Thompson, Big John McCarthy, another episode of Weighing In. We also got our podcast, Dave. <clears throat> you know, <laughs> he's, you know, he's uh, he's been uh, he's been whining and crying. We didn't film yesterday because I was driving back from L.A. for the kids. Uh, That's Panama all right. Server. You know what? You're coaching kids. Yep. It's okay. Dave doesn't understand that. And he just <laughs> thinks the re- world revolves around him. Oh, um, the guy that didn't want to film yesterday. <laughs> so. I can see we didn't even hear what he said. See, uh, so excuse my voice. I was coaching the last two days, and so my voice is per- completely gone. Just oh, perfect! Trying to get it back. This is gonna be yeah, great. lovely. This is gonna sound wonderful. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually just step aside and let John talk pretty much the whole time. God damn! <laughs> don't do that, please. No. <laughs> so, um, look, I re- realistically, there's only one fight to talk about on the whole card. I mean, the whole card was just. Eh. I mean, there was some eh. good fights, but it, but yeah. there was no. There was nothing out of the ordinary on the card nah. that that happened that we just kind of you know. But the main I, event, I, I did I did see Derek Lewis throw a flying knee. Come on, yeah, two hundred eighty five ninety pounds off the ground in the air trying to throw a flying knee. Yeah, My yeah. hat is off to him. It's yeah, the effort that counts. There, there's yeah, very true. That is that is true. why you get hot balls and have to take your shorts off in the in the cage. Yeah, because my balls are hot. Derek Lewis's flying knee or uh, Yo Romero's backflip at the face. Yeah, off. I was about to say <laughs> that. that you are too. For someone who is what is he forty two? Yeah. He's yeah. forty two or forty three. DC can do a standing backflip yeah. with no hand. Like he did a back somersault, like a back a back handspring or whatever it was. DC can do one a straight backflip still at like forty. However, how old yeah, is yeah. But hold on, now. hold on. Let, let, let's let's look at it this way. You're looking at DC, and I'm not. It's really great. You're seeing yeah. him do it when he's warmed up and everything. Joel comes out yes, all dressed in the jacket, true. jeans, a hat. He comes out for a face-off, and all of a sudden he starts doing a dance and, and then tries to flip. That's hard when you're cold, dude. Yeah, not only was he cold, <laughs> then he went right to the splits. I, I know, believe he man. went right to the splits after that. Oh, that was look, any like I mean, that's just that's years of practice. That's years of genetics. That's just years of him just being him. Just, I, lo- I that's love I love that's a lifetime of being just a genetic freak. Yeah, I wasn't like I wasn't a huge fan of him when he first came into the sport, and I was like, yeah, you know. And then I kind of started falling in love. I was like, uh, he, you know. But he has really grown on me. I think his personality is really what did he's me a, in. Like he's he he's seems like a, a really good guy, uh, man. Yeah, he seems like he a really is, awesome guy. He's a good guy. I've liked him since when he was in Strike Force. You know, he yeah. came out and uh, just a hell of a wrestler. But he was always you know working and getting better at things and just. Genetically, just think if that guy had started MMA when he was twenty some years. Yeah, come on, well, man. it's he crazy, man. A freak. An- another top guy that came from Strike Force. Funny how all these guys they're <laughs> from other organizations. Anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on because we're past let's move that. on. All right, let's talk about Look, Ray- Reyes and Jones. Yeah, let's talk. Let's. Did you watch it? <sighs> yes, I did. I did watch so it. So what'd you think? I actually had it four one Reyes. Oh God, no! What is wrong yes. with you? How did no, you I had do a, that? This I can you, tell you exactly how I did. You that. You gave him the fourth you, round. Yes, I did. Okay, why? Yep, he did more damage in the first part of the round than he did towards the end. Than John did. John walked. You no, no. You're the reason why I started watching fights like this. Good. I'm gonna let you know. Good. You're finally. You are the, hopefully, you'll start learning something. Damn it. Well, I have it four <laughs> one. Apparently, I haven't because <laughs> I had I had him winning. I had I had him winning rounds one through four. 
even though John was walking him down, John was pushing the pace, John didn't land the significant strikes so throughout tell, those tell rounds. So tell me, what does that walking him down mean in the fight? Nothing. Does, it doesn't mean shit okay. unless you're throwing something. There you go. Yeah, unless I had you're John. scoring. Yes, and he wasn't scoring. He wasn't scoring anything more significant than what Dominic Reyes was. I'm going strictly based off of, look, and I'm going strictly based off of our conversations, you and I. I started watching fights the way that you told me to because that's the way the judging system should be ran. It should be. Look, just because you're putting pressure and you're not throwing things, I got to agree with you. I, I, I hate agreeing with you. It drives me insane. <laughs> I hate it. You're learning that I am right. Most not of the a lot. Time. Not all the time. Not all the time. <laughs> not all the time. time. I admit no. I'm not right all the time. Um, but <laughs> real this. I mean, how did you have it? I mean, because that's I had it four one going based off of what your criteria was. I, I I definitely you know watching the fight, no doubt, easily the 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 two easiest rounds are the first round and the fifth round. First yes. round goes to yes. Dominic Reyes. Fifth round goes to John Jones. Yep. Okay. Second round. It's the actually, in my opinion, the closest round of the fight. But there's a, there's a moment within it about, I'm, I'm guessing when I'm saying the seconds here, but about 45 seconds left in the round. You see Dominic Reyes throw a combination that lands, and you see him hurt John Jones. You see John starting to back off, and then you see him going after him, and he takes that round from that point, and it was a close round. I might have even had John a little bit up, but he takes it from that point. Dominic Reyes wins the second round, and then easily yep. Dominic Reyes wins the third round. Thank you. I okay. thought the fourth round was I, – I thought – okay, yes, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. It's all right. So, uh, for me, I felt the third round was was the closer of the four rounds. I had Dominic okay. for sure winning the fourth. I had him for sure winning one, two, one, and two. I thought three, you could place an argument that – that Jones had put the pressure on throughout the rest of the and was able to land some good shots in he the did. end of the third through the through the end of the third probably like two and a half minutes on he was kind of putting the pressure as well as kind of landing stuff nothing significant but Dominic landed the earlier stuff in the round that kind of stunned John a little bit and then I he had some it. leg kicks towards the end that you know what they yes. were solid leg kicks yep. he did I mean one of the things that Dominic did from the very beginning of the fight that worked well for him is when John would try to kick, he would return something to attack that kick, and he attacked John's legs. Yeah. Smart, smart game plan. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I don't want to call it a robbery. It's not a robbery. It's not a robbery. It, and and this, that's the problem. People get into this whole thing of, oh, my God, because you want someone to win, and I understand you want someone to win, and I'm not blaming you for wanting someone to win, but there's enough people on the other side in the same fashion it is not a it's a close fight and it was mm -hmm. a close fight and, and yep. this is the difference I, I i'm just going to be flat out honest when it comes to john jones he's a different fighter right now than he was <laughs> in the past now not completely as far as you know i know what you're going to say and i love you uh -huh. for it but yeah he's he's obviously fighting the top of the food chain all the time he's fighting really good guys but if you go through John's career and you look at him when he was fighting earlier, obviously he was walking through people in the beginning, but he was walking through people even when he was at that championship level. You know, and he fought guys, you know, like Matyashenko and he and he he just crushes him and he fights Brandon Vera and crushes him. And he when he wins the title, you know, he, he beats Shogun and it was either a third or fourth round, you know, with a TKO victory. And 
he was still crushing people. No one in all of those fights, Josh, no one won around. Nobody won around against him. Okay, that was the thing is nobody was winning rounds. The first time someone won around against John Jones was Alexander Gustafson at UFC 165. I was at that okay. fight. He won the very first round. I thought he'd lost the second. He won the third round. He was winning the fourth round when he got hurt. And that was the difference in that round, and that's why John ended up winning the fight. But no one up to basically Gustafson had ever won a round. Now, a lot of people look at the Santos fight, and I can, I can take you back to that and break it down. John ends up winning that fight, but Santos wins rounds. He won two of the rounds. Yeah. This is the first time, the first time I have ever looked and said, that guy that he's facing, he won three of those rounds. Dominic Reyes, I, in my opinion, and you can argue with it, but my opinion, and I kind of know the criteria for judging, okay? Mm -hmm. Kind of wrote it. So <laughs> I think I have a pretty good idea that Dominic Reyes won the first three rounds. John, John, he gets the fourth because Dominic gets tired, and he starts eating heavier shots, and you see him backing off of him, and that's what causes him the problem. In the fifth round, it's just more the fatigue. And that's... As you know, fighting a, fighting a five-round fight, mm -hmm. that is not easy. And when it's, the, when it's the first time, your first time, against a guy that people are saying could be, you know, the greatest of all time or, you know, he's definitely the greatest light heavyweight of all time, and you look and you go, the pressure that's on him, I can understand why he gassed. And you could tell he was in good shape because he moved throughout that fight. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like, you know, he he wasn't prepared. He was. It's just eventually all those shots and everything and everything that you're doing, it, it starts to take its toll, and the pressure is part of that toll. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm going to say. Now go ahead, uh, man. It's all right. I, I, look. Uh, you want, you want, everyone, you're going to start no, being... Talking about picograms. I mean, I, I kind of yeah. am a little bit. I mean, there has been a def, definitely a discrepancy since uh, since his picograms accusations that he's not has been the same fighter. You saw his fight with Anthony Smith. He kind of just cruised. And maybe you can think I mean, Anthony never really put a whole lot together against him to make him really have to fight outside that. So I was like, okay, I'll give that a pass. And then Santos, when he fought him, Santos brought it and took it to him. He kind of tried to fight the same style of fight, which I then I understood. I was like, well, because Santos is so dangerous, like power-wise. You don't want to get caught up in that mix. <clears throat> but then this fight was the same exact style where he was getting hit with some big shots. He got rocked a couple times. He got hit and he got hurt. Like... I really feel that I've I've you see these you've seen I've seen this before in people. His explosiveness doesn't look the same. Remember the young one. Remember the, the young doesn't look the same. The strength, but also his his creativity and his explosiveness, oh, yeah. his his confidence to do the things outside of what he knows may potentially work. His spinning back elbows was some of the first in the game. Yep. Like his him doing those things. Before he was willing to experiment and do that's, I've I've seen it with too many of the I've seen it with too many fighters. You look you look at you look at guys like Phil Baroni, who I, I the speculation is he's abused for years. You know, and the fact well, he is was, he was a bodybuilder. Come on, you yeah. know that he was using. So let's let's just, yeah. You, so to say that though, but here's the thing: to look at his body physically looks fine. But the explosiveness of when you overuse something or when you've used something for so long and now you don't use it, 
you see it in athletes all the time. They don't have that explosiveness anymore because they've used it all up when they were using whatever PEDs. And I, I feel like he doesn't have, he's not as fast. At 32 years old, I felt like that was still kind of like my prime. prime. And I've seen guys. DC didn't even really start to get into the sport until like 30, 32. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's somebody who you know has never touched anything in his life. Looks like Kung Fu Panda. You know what I mean? Like, it's... <laughs> Good we, comparison. He still has the explosiveness. He still has. He's slowed down, obviously. He's 41. Sure, he's, be 41. 40, he's 41 he's years 41. old. He's 41. You know what I mean? Like, he's slowed down. But I'm saying, like, when he came into the sport at 32 or 30 years old, he still had it all. You know? And so to see John at 32 years old not have it, like, not have it the way he had it from before, it really put some things in my mind. Like, hey, maybe he was abusing for years. Maybe he wasn't. I'd hate to say that he is or he did, but it's... It's, it's a strong possibility. He's not the same fighter anymore, and I've seen it in other fighters. We've seen it for guys that when, when USADA first came in, those guys that were all ripped and looking good and fucking were just electric, those guys all fell off shortly after. All of them did. Yeah. You know, and and as much as people want to criticize USADA, and, and I criticize them probably more than anyone, you know, because it does seem like it's a little bit of a, it's, it's a UFC run program. Like that, I've always said that. I feel like, look, when you're paying is. a company to do, yeah, it's a UFC run program. If I'm paying a company to do a job, as long as that doesn't affect my bottom line and doesn't take away my main events, I'm okay with that. And I always announce it afterwards. We saw it with the Nate Diaz fight. It's that taking type away of shit. their main events, though. But, no, but not always, though. Here's the it thing. Took it, it, away, t- it took away John Jones again. Daniel Cormier when he was all upset that I was going to referee his fight at UFC 200. Yes, it has yes. taken away their main events. Okay, but then they replaced it with who? With Brock. I mean, they, no. They, 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 no. Was Brock, it Brock, who Brock, was the main Brock event? Brock was there, but the main event ended up being Misha Tate against Amanda Nunes. That's right, Amanda Nunes. That's right. Yeah. Brock was up, Brock was on that card, though. Correct? Yeah, against yeah. Mark Hunt. But Mark and, Hunt. And then Mark that Hunt. That was another. Pissed about the steroids, man. That's another thing. Uh, so, but look, all, all those things aside, I, I, I put the speculation on the fact that is he a different fighter because of what happened before? I thought when I look at guys like him and I see what's going on at 32 years old, he shouldn't look the way he looks when you look at the way he used to look. Yep. And I granted, he's fighting really fucking good guys. Yes. These guys are good. Dominic Reyes is good. Oh. I, I, didn't give him, I didn't give him the credit that he deserved. He's good. I, I, I've, been, I I've, been wa- this- I've been watching Dominic since he was an amateur. He was fighting at the U of MMA that was in Los Angeles. It was a promotion by, with uh, Turi Altavia and Jay Tan. Great promotion for amateurs. Mm-hmm. And that's where I first saw Dominic fight. And I go, Joe Stevenson was his coach. And I go, damn, you got a good one, bud. Because you yeah. could tell he was super athletic, super fast, long, and he had a hell of a left hand. And, uh, you know, he's a good fighter, and he's only going to get better. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna be the champ someday. Just telling you I, straight up. I think that curve for him was for him to get past that fourth and fifth round without yep. getting stopped or and getting past that those championship rounds. And for a big guy like that, that's that that height. What is he? Six four, six five. Yep. I mean that height, that length, that that amount of body mass to try and carry around for five rounds is no joke. And the fact, I mean, he did he did a great job. The other thing too, um, I'm trying to remember who was commentating. I think it was it was Rogan and Dominic. Yeah. Yeah, so so Dom was saying like, and I agreed with Dom. Also, for a big guy to move as much as he did throughout that fight, even when he wasn't throwing, he was moving a lot. All that lateral movement, all that movement, all together, that's a ton. I mean, like, like Dave, producer Dave here, probably weighs about the same as Dominic Reyes because he's so fat right now. 
because you know but for him <laughs> podcast Dave can't even walk to the fridge without getting tired Reyes ran like he didn't run but he moved for 25 minutes straight yeah. and was still throwing punches he did phenomenal I was excited to see him perform I had it four to one I, I slightly gave him the third round I gave so him the had fourth how did a judge have it four one for Jones then? I have no idea. I, I have no, and I was I was going strictly based off of the criteria of who landed the cleaner and harder shots, and when John was pushing the pace, I took that out of the equation because he wasn't throwing. Well, now hold on, because John Jones said that he won the fight because he got takedowns. What about those? No, absolutely not. Come on, why I, not? We we've talked about this. Nothing I know we have. I want to hear it. There was nothing done. The takedown and the, the the immediate stand up. There was no damage done. So what was and, it? And you're you're telling me right? Because you're telling me the very first thing. And this is this is where I'll get into Joe Rogan a little bit, and I'll get into some of the other guys that were that are criticizing the judges. They have a right, I think, to criticize them a little bit. Oh but yeah. Here's the thing. The number we don't need a new criteria. The criteria is working if the judges are following the criteria. Bingo. The criteria is the criteria is right. I'm gonna let you I should let you do this. Why the fuck am I talking about this <laughs> right now? I want to hear the criteria. The number Come on. one criteria is damage. Am I right or am I wrong? You're looking at striking and grappling, and what is that person doing towards damaging their opponent? We're looking mm-hmm. at big strikes. If it's knockdowns, that's number one. If it's damaging strikes, then we get into volume. And that's when all those little punch stats start to come in, but that's usually not going to just be what you see. Then if it's grappling, obviously it's the grappling, the takedowns, but what does he do with the takedown? Does he land strikes off of it? Does he go for submissions? If you get a takedown like John had against Reyes, he takes him to the ground, boom, his butt hits the ground, and you see Reyes post right up and gets right back up. What did we have? What did that takedown do for John to make him win the round? Did did it hurt Dominic in any way? Did not hurt him in any way. Okay, did it put Dominic in danger of losing the fight as far as he was close to, you know, being knocked out by that takedown or submitted Submission. by him, yeah. right? No. So we have a change of position. No different than when you have two guys come up and they go into the cage and they have a clinch in the cage and then they break off. That's a change of position. Just one is vertical while the other is horizontal going to the ground. But as soon as Reyes comes right back up, John doesn't land any strikes off of it. In fact, Reyes at one of them, he frames out and throws an elbow and lands a good elbow off of it. And you're going, Hey, John, you got crap for that. If that goes to Reyes because we don't count defense, we don't give, points for defense but we don't give points for actions that do nothing in the fight if a fighter moves to his right and off centers his opponent and i'm standing here and he takes a punch and goes and it just misses me he did great movement just like the he did the takedown he changed positions he goes and he attempts and it goes right by and misses me what does he get on the judge's scorecard for it zero he didn't damage him. He did not affect him in a negative way that is going to lead towards him being less effective in the fight. That's what the judges are looking for. And in this whole goddamn thing about, oh, he was pressing forward, that doesn't mean shit if you as the judge 
can see the difference in the fight through the person who has the better striking. And since this fight was mostly striking, okay, we're going off of striking. So it doesn't matter who's going forward. It doesn't matter that Dominic is backing or laterally moving off at times. That has no bearing in the judge's scoring of the fight. The only thing that is being scored is who has the better strikes, who's damaging who, and who has got more volume. That's what you're looking at. You know, John yep. actually went down. You know, and it wasn't it, he, was, he was kicking and he got hit to the body and he popped himself right back up. But there was moments, you know, that, that are happening in that fight, and you're going, "You're losing, dude. You're losing," and. It has no bearing. What that pressure by Jones coming forward, it can work for him, just like Nate Diaz can have pressure and it can work for him, but he's got to land punches, and they've got to yeah. be clean punches. They can't be punches or kicks that you see the guy blocking. That doesn't matter. It matters yeah. is it a clean shot that gets through and does damage. A couple of the uppercuts that you saw, Dominic Ray is landing. Beautiful uppercuts oh, on the yeah. inside. That's what the judges are supposed to be looking at. That's the deciding factor in how you score a fight. This is almost the exact same fight that Jose Aldo and Marlon Moraes had. But out, you were criticized. This is where I talked to you about this. Yeah. You said Aldo should have lost the fight. It was close, but he should have lost because even though he was pressing forward, even though he was pushing the action, he wasn't pulling the trigger. So when he when he stopped pulling the trigger, then that the, Marais was landing, even though yep. they weren't like super clean and they weren't anything that rocked Jose or whatever it was. But he was still landing when Jose was just putting pressure, but not doing anything. And that's how I that's how I evaluated this fight. If you exact go back through, and if I go back through and watch this fight, I have Reyes winning four through the first four, and then I have him losing the fifth for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, easy. It, the the big thing is, and I'm I'm always on Joe. You know, hey, you've got to know the criteria and stuff. The one thing I'm going to say right now, Joe Rogan was absolutely right in the fact that the judging at that show, yeah. overall, it was bad. Mm. It was bad. I mean, you look at the Lauren Murphy versus uh, Andrea Lee fight, bad. You know, someone went 30-27 on that, and you look and you go, what are you looking at? Come yeah. on, man. You can't do that. Now, the one thing I will say, and, and this is, it's the truth. I'm not trying to buy something for someone or, you know, give. When you're the judge and you're sitting there, and I've been the judge too many times, you only get one angle, and it depends on where those fighters are at. So there are things, you know, when you're when you're looking at a close round and then you see one judge is off in one round and the other judge is off in another, a lot of that is because of where they were sitting, what they're seeing, that can be the element instead of them not understanding the criteria. But I will say, you know, overall in that fight, they should have seen enough to know that Dominic Reyes, he he did what he was supposed to do. He he landed the better shots in the first couple of rounds. That third round was a good round. You know, it's close. The second and third are very close. Even the fourth is close. You know, like I said, the first and the yeah. fifth are the two easy ones. But there's no way that you can look and say that was a you know four to one for John Jones. Just can't do it. I'm you know, just it's not there. It's the first time I've ever seen a fight where at the end of it I said that guy just beat John Jones. Yeah, yeah. I look. I thought I thought Gus beat him the first fight, nope. but I could I could see the. 
I'm not going to say you're right. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I could, I could, I pitched the argument, pitched the argument that Gus won the first fight. Yeah. You maybe would say no. Okay. But Santos, I could pitch the argument that I had yeah. Santos winning. Well, but they were yeah. so close. Very they were so close. close. I'm not going to him and haw about this. This fight, though, to me, I felt like was not as close. This fight was Dominic Gray should have won. Um, and I just start, like I said, I'm going to go back to, to he just doesn't look the same. He doesn't look the same. I don't know if they're riding him and letting him know that, hey, our testing is going to be strict with you 100% of the way. I, I just don't know. I feel like he has, he, he's not as experimental as he used to be. Um, don't get me wrong. The competition, I think, is getting taller, longer, bigger, and that's stronger. that's what gives him problems. It's giving him a hard time. The guys that have all been super long have always given him a hard time. Yeah. Always given him a hard time. I just don't know if Reyes can repeat that performance in a in a rematch. I think well, he could, but not I, I just I don't I think John is very good at at making the adjustments he yes. needs. He makes them pretty much sometimes during the fight. You know, um I had you know like I've go back to I want to say it was the him and the DC and him the second fight I think. Yep. I had DC winning the fight and then he made the adjustments and you know he was able to capitalize. I mean, but I had DC winning that fight. I think DC had won the first two rounds. I could be wrong. I'm trying to remember off the top. Yeah, of he didn't win the first. I get hit a lot. Uh, so okay. just guys calm down. Um <clears throat> but no, it's a uh, so I he, I just feel like he doesn't look the same against guys that are tall, long, and lanky. But I think a lot of it is that he's used to getting away with things that he would normally be able to get away with against short people. Yeah, you know, like and so he could put his hands out and put their his hand on their forehead, he like big brothers, oh, like a big brother, you. Yeah. But he he can't do that to Gus, and he can't do that to Dominic Reyes, and you know he's having a hard time with those kind of guys. I I just don't know if he's going to be the same fighter moving forward. And I don't know if that's from past, uh, you know, abuse of whatever it is he's doing, or ha you know, or if, if it really is just like, hey, his time is up. And it happens to all of us. We all know this. It happens oh, it to every happens to every fighter. Jose Aldo. I mean, it happened to him. It's like it, it, he's still good, but it's not. It's not the same. You're just not the same guy. And it's hard. I think GSP went through a, a phase of that with the with the. Um, the Johnny Hendricks fights, he just didn't look the same as he had looked before, as dominant as he had looked in the past. So um, the one thing that I was supposed to mention to talk to you about is the one the one thing I think everyone should understand, you got to stop using that old nonsense saying of you got to beat the champ to be the champ. It's garbage. It's completely garbage. Complete, com I, it's so ridiculous when someone yeah. says that. And it was, and it's also, you know, and I, I, I love John Kavanaugh, all right. But John Kavanaugh came out and said, you know, John Jones won that fight because he won the championship rounds. And you, and you go, he says, he goes, I thought, I thought, I thought Reyes won, you know, those those early rounds. He goes, but I give more credit to the championship rounds. And it's like, what do you mean more credit to the championship? <laughs> this is. It is so ridiculous to think that you're going to score a fight differently in one round than you do another yeah. round. Okay, can't do that. Doesn't work. That that's you know in the NFL when they get to the fourth quarter, it's not okay. Now if you score from you know a field goal from 50 yards back, you get four points. No, you don't. The scoring is the same, and it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you're the champion or the challenger. 
when they step in that cage, he is the defending champion. That championship belt is not his right now. It is sitting on a table, and it is up for grabs. He is the red corner fighter, and the challenger is the blue corner fighter. And there is no difference. You only have to beat that man by one shot in the end to win that title. That's just the way it is. It's unfair to look at it any other way. If you thought about, okay, the you take the your your team, the Chiefs, they just won the Super Bowl. So next year I'm going year, to Disneyland, baby. I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> so okay. next year, every team that plays them has to beat them by at least four points because they get a field goal, you know, three point advantage because they're the Super Bowl champs. I, I That'd mean, be nice. That'd so, be yeah, nice. it'd be nice, but it'd be freaking ridiculous and it's yeah. ridiculous when people get this whole thing about you've got to beat the champion by beating them what reyes did in those first couple rounds that's beating the champion you know yeah. there comes a point where if you're the champion and you lost three of five rounds you've got to finish that opponent to keep that belt yeah and it doesn't the only thing being a champion does for you the only advantage there is is exactly what you saw with john fitch against Rory McDonald. When you have a championship fight and it becomes a draw, yeah. the champion remains the champion. That's his yeah. advantage. I also feel I also feel that guys like John Jones, like GSP, like Habib, Patricio, I think now, you know, for and Lima as well, when they walk to the cage, I almost feel like the judges look at them as like, oh, that's the champion. It's almost like the first round is – I know it's not supposed to be that way. I think that judges sometimes look at them and go, a little bit in all of them. They have been champion for so long. And I could see they're human. you got to remember, judges are human. They, sure I could they see are. them looking at – I could see them looking at GSP and going, that was a close round, champion. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, know it, I, know, and I, I know they're not supposed to. I get it. But I could see it like, oh, it was a really close round, champion. I, I, G, you know, GSP, Jones, Patricio, <laughs> Lima, If just for the first round. Then if it gets a little hairy in the second, I can see them going, ah, maybe, you know, like it. But, yeah, I, I, I don't like that. I don't like the, I've never liked, you got to beat the champion to be the champion kind of thing. You either win or you don't. But I did want to ask you this. <clears throat> what keeps us from a from a couple things one is changing the scoring system from a 10-9 to something else there's that and then also what keeps us from i think someone had pointed this out the uh, yesterday and said we're the like us in boxing are pretty much the only sports that don't let the scores be shown why not yeah, yeah you're right and, why do we and, not and it's one of the things that you know i'm going to be bringing up uh coming up with the uh rules of uh mma the the rules committee is I'm going to bring up, you know, let, let's talk more about open scoring. There's, there's, I will tell you this. I've seen it in boxing. I was part of it in boxing for one, one night. And I could care less as the judge that, you know, they were showing my score. That doesn't mean anything to me. But it did affect two of the fights that were going on based <clears throat> upon we had, a, we had one fighter that he won the first six rounds of the fight. A 10 round fight, and he basically ran and cruised, uh, and he changed the fight based upon knowing that he was up 
<clears throat> by those rounds. He had won those six rounds. I'm just going to cruise. And he was like, I, I can't knock this guy out. It's not working for me that way. I can outpoint him. And now I don't even have to worry about that. So it can negatively affect a fight. Yeah. But I would tell you, you know, yeah, that can happen. But it can also have the reverse effect and it can make a fight where both guys know I have to win this round. This round is the world title right here. This is my five minutes. And so it's something that I think that we need to uh, actually look into and talk about maybe trying it and seeing if, you know, what people think of it. Is it going to change the scoring? It's not going to change the scoring at all, but neither is changing the point system for the scoring. The biggest problem we have, and as simple as it can get, I want, I, I'm going to ask you simple. Name me the top 10 referees in MMA or 10 that come to your mind. Quick. Come on. I don't even know. Beltran. That's okay. It. One. That's good, Josh. All right. So that's it. it this is this is Herzog. 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 You got two. You got eight left. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I yeah, want you to think yeah. how, how big is our sport? And. Really, if you're looking at the top guys, you're looking at Goddard and Herb Dean and Dan yeah. Bergalata and Mike Beltran and Jason Herzog. All right. And now we've got five there. All right. Now let's go into Kevin McDonald we have. And then Todd Anderson, Jaron Vallel. And that's getting a Terry, Terry Hatley, who was there in, in Texas for that show. You know, and this, Leon Roberts in England. There's your 10, we'll say. This is a billion, you know, multi-billion dollar industry mm -hmm. that we have in MMA. And there's basically, a, you know, a handful of referees out there. Now, there's more than the 10, but we'll say that there's 20 good ones to do all the fights. Well, when it gets to judging, it gets worse. <clears throat> all right? I'm just telling you straight out. Think of, you know, the, the judges that were there in Texas. Chris Lee, that was it as far as the guys that you see all the time. Marcos Rosales, who was part of that fight also, used to do a lot more. He slowed down a little bit. You know, he's yeah. been cutting back and stuff. And then Joe, Joe Solis, who had the score that I don't agree with. Joe is a great guy. He's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's got his own school. He's a super man, you know, nice man as far as, you know, a person and stuff. I know people are seeing things on Twitter and stuff. That's not Joe Solis. You know, whoever's writing that stuff, I, I, it's got a picture of some silver-haired guy, and that's not who Joe is. I know him. But mm -hmm. the problem is we have Chris Lee, we'll say, who was at that show. Where was Sal D'Amato? Where was Derek Cleary? Where was Mike Bell? Where was Ron McCarthy? Where where were the people, you know, the, where was Eric Cologne? There, there are certain people out there, but I just named off six and it only gets to about eight with judging. And that is the best that we have out there. And it doesn't go that far. There's a couple guys in England and, you know, they're there that I'm missing right now that, you know, they're also good. But there's just not this big pool for the size of the sport. But it has to be where people are starting to look and say, hey, man, you, you got to have these guys because if you don't and you have this major show and this world title fight, you have got to have the best people there, the people that know the criteria, how to judge by the criteria, and are not changing anything. You know, there's the question of <clears throat> the Texas Athletic Commission is the ones who assign those people, all right? 
you know, if you bring in strong people, you'll norm- normally get strong results. You bring in weak people, you'll normally get in weak results. Now they're trying to use a lot of their own people, people that are, you know, you know, they're housed in Texas and stuff, but you have got to think about why did you not go after getting these other people to be part of that show? The UFC has never complained about paying for the travel and boarding of a judge that they believe in for a show. They do it every show. Bellator has never complained about bringing a judge or a referee, the hotel, the plane flight, never made a complaint once about them. The only thing that they'll complain about, both the UFC and Bellator, is they'll bring that person and then the commission will put their local hometown yokel as the main event referee and they're going whoa wait 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 what are you doing now it's not that they you know like you know as far as you know personally like you know mike beltran better than they do you know somebody else it's that they have worked with him and they believe in him now and they know that this guy will do a job so i'm not going to have any controversy in my show same with herb dean hopefully same with dan Merglata. same with mark goddard that's what you're looking for and you've got to look at the athletic commission shame on you guys okay first off yes you do have to train more people but if you are texas and you still haven't changed your rules and some of your judges are judging off of an old system don't think that chris lee is coming in judging new system all the time and then comes into your state and changes he doesn't but your guys are are judging off of possibly a different system because you're not changing your regulation you are lagging behind you are the problem with the sport growing and you need to change <clears throat> so so their their rules is different than the rest of the unified rules you know what there's the way the unified rules are right now it's still it is screwed up so it's not unified it's dude it's the last <laughs> thing it is okay it's uh, it, it is the scrabble of rules we had talked about this, I think, what about two months ago. You had said they were supposed to come up with something by December, correct? By January. To, yeah, by January. They, were supposed, they had talked about it. It was supposed to be all done by January, and here we are now. February. You know, in February, and uh, a huge fight just went through this last weekend, and now we should have had a change of guard. We should have had a new champion, and we didn't because based on not just the rules, but just the way that they, the judges are looking at this, um, this fight and how their criteria is looked at. See, and that's the, the real thing is, you know, people are going to say you can change anything into anything you want. If the people sitting in the chairs are not using the proper criteria, you got a problem. You know, when when uh, when a Derek Cleary or a Sal Diamato or, you know, a Eric Cologne or a Ron or a freaking Mike Bell sit in that seat, Trust me, they know what the criteria is, and that that is going through their head as they're watching and they're they're counting things off and looking and deciding what is the most effective maneuvers that are occurring, what is the damage that's occurring, who's who is actually doing better in this round. It's all based off of that criteria because if you don't have that criteria and you're not using it, then you have nothing. Hmm. Yeah, I just. Um... I had it. I had it four one Reyes. <clears throat> I don't know if he will. I, the way John is brilliant. I think also Greg Jackson gets deserves a ton of credit as well because they know how to game plan for rematches. They know how to yep. game plan period for fights. 
but I think that there's a lot of things that they realize they can expose now on 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 Reyes. The first time I think is a little bit of a reality check. We saw it with Gus when he fought Gus the first time, and look how he dismantled Gus the second time. Gus was also not the same fighter, but yeah, it but still. It, it should have been a little bit closer. Once the fight hit the ground, it was a completely different story. In the first fight, when Gus hit the ground, he was able to pop back up. Gus was able to do a lot of good things from the bottom in the first fight. He didn't seem like the same fighter when he hit the ground uh, the second fight. Um, John is not, to me, John is not the same guy. Uh, whether you call it USADA or whether you just say basically he's getting <laughs> older, 32 years old, you can say whatever you want. I, I find it hard to believe that a guy at 32 years old is... Um, is lost that explosiveness, has lost what he's had for so many years. He's lost the creativity that he used to have, the spinning he's back elbows. I'll that, agree with you on the creativity part because, man, he used to be – you had no yep. idea when that guy was going to pull something off. And he yep. just doesn't do it you know, like he used to all the time. And, and it's it's made him more predictable. I will stand up for him in one way with the predict, uh, creativity situation. Is that there are certain guys that bring it out in you. Like I always I always had to be ready when I fought Gil, when I fought Gil Melendez. I always had to bring something new, something different, something that he maybe potentially had never seen. Because I knew that he knew who I was. Like, I think with him in D.C., he did a lot of things that people didn't think he could do. I think now after that, it's like almost like he's looking for that other person, his other, his next nemesis, and he hasn't found it yet. Maybe Reyes will be it now after all this. But he, he the way he was before to get to the title was that young, hungry, just no one's going to stop me. I'm going to do whatever I want. I have all the athleticism. I am, I am John Jones. D.C., him and DC went through that whole thing with each other, but DC motivated him to be better, to be what, you know, to be the best he could be because he didn't want to lose to DC. He fucking hated DC. You know what I mean? Like he's just, he didn't want to lose to DC. Now that all that is behind him, there's nothing. He's, I feel like there's nothing really motivating him to become, to stay relevant. Like, I mean, outside of this whole Reyes controversy, there's nothing. I mean, there was a little bit of controversy over the Santos fight, and there's no controversy with the Anthony Smith fight. Um, who do you, I don't even know who he fought before that. You know what I mean? Like it's that you know, that, but that's the that's the problem with being the champ is yeah, you're the guy that's got the target on you, and you've got to find the motivation for each guy that they're bringing up and they're going to groom and and put in front of you. You got to find that motivation. For getting ready for that guy, for setting a game plan, and for, and for getting mentally prepared to go into battle against him, that makes it tough. You know, when when you're the target, I, I kind of like you know Valentina Shevchenko said, I, I like being the champion because I don't have to worry. I, I know that the next one they're going to bring up is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's uh it, that's that's a great mindset from the champ, but it's not easy. It's well, not an it, easy one. She hasn't been the champ very long. That's true. And that's the thing. You take it. You take guys like GSP. You take guys like John. You take. Yeah, you know, I'm John surprised. John just set the record for the UFC most title. Yep. Yep. You know. Yeah. So I mean, I look at guys like him. I look at guys like Patricio, who've been. He's been the 45 pound champ for a while now. I look at guys. I'm like, how are you guys still getting up and getting motivated? John, I feel like is it, it's starting to get there where he's just not. He says maybe he's not getting motivated. Maybe it was other things that he has done in his past that now have taken away, or maybe it's just time for him to. Either move on and go up to heavyweight for another spark or excitement or something, something to motivate him. But I can tell you this right now. 
that guy that fought Dominic Reyes does not beat Stipe. I don't uh, think that guy, I don't think that guy beats I'll Stipe. You, I'll tell you what. If there's one thing that that fight showed, John Jones and I, and I've said this about him before though. He's got a chin. The guy can yeah. take a shot. He's tough as hell. Yeah. You know, I cannot take anything from him as far as his durability. He's durable. He's tough. He takes a big shot. You know what? I I honestly think he beats Stipe. Still. Here's the only, the only reason why I say he doesn't is this, is he's very flat-footed right now. If he wasn't so flat-footed this like these last couple fights, I would say I would say yeah, this guy just runs circles around Stipe. The guy that moved around a lot, side kick to the thighs, long reaching like long punches, using his his athleticism, all those things spinning back, keeping him guessing. That to me would be like the worst thing for Stipe because we saw it a little bit with DC. DC was able to kind of like do things that he the Stipe was not used to heavyweights being able to do, and John's going to bring that. But John right now, his last three fights has been very flat-footed. Very yeah, just like walk you down. No, John, it's John moving different. up to heavyweight is going to be faster, man. Yeah, yeah. They're long, slower. He'll be long, too. He'll be long, too. They He's are long. slow. There, there's no heavyweight as long as him in the goddamn UFC. Now, there's obviously, when you're talking about you got guys like Nagano. Hey, if Nagano can touch his chin, he can put anybody out. All right? But, man, John's not easy to hit with a clean shot. No, he's not. He uses that length so well, man, and he, he, he's he got a great range finder on where he needs to be. He just sits in that pocket and waits. Now, he pressured Dominic because he knew that was a way of trying to break Dominic down and you know used it and used it well. But, again, I thought Dominic handled it very well. He Obviously, he got tired in the end. And it slowed down in those last couple rounds a little bit, but he was there. You know, no, it's it not like he was getting at no point was he being abused in that no. fight. No. Nope. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, what else? Oh, what else my you got? God. That was that was the that was the big one. That was Yeah, the one that was really that was really uh, yeah, it was I overwhelming. Kinda, I, I thought Chevchenko Chivchen- just showed exactly what she is. Yeah. She's so good. I don't I, I She's I, good, dude. She's I, so freaking good. I I almost feel I know we've seen. She it almost before. killed someone with the belt. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. She did a little spinning thing and it came off oh, on the last geez. spin. It was zing, man. It could have been knees out. Things, <laughs> my mine mine was really heavy, so I can imagine. I'm sure those are pretty heavy. <laughs> like when they fly, I mean, they're heavy. I had you hand like I had oh, my yeah. world title to, to kids, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started metal yeah. in there. Yeah, you wouldn't know anything about it. Like we have real belts. You you have that WWF one podcast, Dave. <laughs> So so embarrassing. Those of you guys at home listening to this, podcast Dave likes to post pictures on his Instagram of him with a WWE belt over his shoulder, like as if he's a world champion for something. I swear it's it's so embarrassing. John Big John and I sit there and go, Is this is this really a a reality? Is this reality? Is this real? Is this real life right now? What do you have to say? Got anything to say, podcast Dave? Hey, I still whooped your ass twice. <laughs> I swear, this guy. He came up behind me one time and like started to choke me when I was talking to parents. Oh, and nice. I was like, I was like, okay, I, I gotta, I'm trying to do business here, but you're, you're, you know, you know, like, you know, it's, it's like if you had a son, he's like hanging on your leg, you're like kind of just trying to shake him off, that kind of thing. <laughs> so, um, I think, man, that was, Poir- I really, go ahead. I was gonna say, Dustin Poirier um, claims that Nate Diaz has been offered to fight for the between the two of them. 
Yeah, oh, for them to those two to fight. I, I look. I I don't think that's a good fight for for Dustin. I think Nate. Um, it depends on how Nate is mentally, but Nate's always the same. He's just even kill. He goes ups and downs, but he he's always there. He's always game to fight, and he's always there to. But I think it's a, it's a tough fight for Dustin Poirier. Dust, Dustin does well when he can pressure guys. Mm-hmm. He has a little bit. If, if he if he stays and he moves laterally, he's okay. But if someone pressures him and makes him walk backwards, things start to get a little bit tougher for him. Yeah. So. <clears throat> That'll be that'll be a tough fight. I, don't get me wrong. I'm really interested in seeing that fight. I'd 100%. like to see that fight. Yeah, I'd love to see that fight. Um, but I think it'd be a tough fight for Dustin. I think the not just not just the pressure. It's just one of those things of the the fight. If it did go to the ground, it, it definitely favors Nate a lot, and not even just a little bit, of it, but I think a lot. And I think um, on the feet. The southpaw stance, the length, the reach, the range, all those things kind of I mean, Dustin's southpaw as well. Yep. But like they're probably not gonna be used to dealing with each other other southpaws. I mean, I don't know how many other southpaws they've fought off the top of my head. But it's just not something you see very a whole lot of in your gym. You know, you have like one or maybe two people that are southpaw and you're not even sure if they're the same weight class as you, you know, sometimes. Yeah. So having someone to always train with at Southpaw and the way they shoot, the way they wrestle, the way they clinch, the way all those things is backwards. You know, so not being used to that, that could that could make for uh for some issues in the fight. Make but I still so. I'd love to see that fight. That'd be a great fight. What about uh you think uh middleweight championship, you know, uh Rafael Lovato did relinquish his belt. Yes. Yep. And because of the uh, medical condition he has with the, I, w- I want to say, carv- carvanoma. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, which, which is the thing in, in his brain. But so who's going to go for that title? I hope it's not Lima. You know what? I'm betting it is. I hope it's not. I'm I, I'm saying it's going to be Gegard and Lima. I, I don't think I don't think Lima gets out of the second round. Think it's a bad much fight as, for him, huh? Yeah, I think as much as I love, as much as I think he's an animal, I'm sorry, man. Gegard's not that guy you want to fuck with. He, like we, <laughs> we, he's just not that guy. He's just he, oh, 205 he's heavyweight. He doesn't give a shit. He fights everybody. Like I mean, to see what he did to um, what's his name, uh, Cavallo, when he took him to Cavallo, when he took him oh, down. Oh, dude, look at what he did to Rory. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. He destroyed Rory. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't Lima had two gonna, tough yeah. fights with Rory. I'm looking yeah. at it going, you might not want to do that. You yeah. Know, it's... Well, I think the difference, though, is this. Is that Gayard's going to have to respect his kicks a little bit more than Rory's kicks. Rory's not someone who just knocks people out. So the power in the hands and the power in the kicks, Gayard's going to have to respect that a little bit more. Yeah. But the one thing that Gayard doesn't have to do is stand with him. Gayard just take him down and just... Do what he does to everyone when he gets on top. Just fucking obliterates them. Well, you can I mean, you know, talk to talk to Lovato. You said, man, if there's one thing that I was so impressed with when it came to fighting Gegard Mousasi, he goes, his jujitsu is legit. Yeah, you know, and when you're getting that compliment from a guy as as accomplished in jujitsu as Lovato Jr., that's that's a that is a righteous compliment. Yep. So. You see that I when I, I was still impressed when he fought Carvalho when or Cavallo when he took him down, I was just like, and he it's Cavallo. You're right. Cavallo. Okay. I, why do I keep saying Carvalho? Because that's that's from uh, 
Higher than that's Pedro. He's gonna be fighting. Oh, okay. There's okay. two different ways of saying. It. I know it's crazy. But. I know. I know. It's they're getting they're getting <laughs> yeah. me. I got Pedro coming up too. Yep. Uh, it's gonna be good. Uh, look, I I, I don't want to see him fight. I don't want to see Lima go there, have that type of performance, and then have to come back at 170 and defend his title. That that concerns me. Now, now, now that we brought up now that we brought up Lima, everybody in Houston, we had. Usman and Lima face to face, and they both agree. They're like both, both. Let's go, baby. Let's go. So I even, I even, I even hit up Joe. I'm like, hey, what do you think? And so he's like, man, this is the fight that I want to see. This is the fight I want to see. The, the, to me, the best part is you're looking at him, and and it's like you know everyone's saying Usman's huge, and he is. He's he a is. big 170. And then you look at Lima, and you go. And that dude's bigger. Yes, everyone. And then people even try to people try to tell me like, oh no, they look about the same size. Uh, no. No, they don't. Lima's shoulders are probably like a good inch or two taller, and his head is too. Yep. I mean, Lima is enormous for the for the weight. For one seventy, he's big. Yeah, I I, I really want to see that fight. And I really actually want to see Volkanovski and Max fight again. And as soon as that fight, if Max does win, I'd like to see Patricio and Max fight. You know, I mean, we can sit here and I could do this fucking shit all day. I know, but it's not with everybody. (laughs) I know it's not. But here's the thing, though. Do you feel like when I feel like if you get fighters from each promotion that are willing to do what Lima and Usman did? We're like they do face off. That puts a lot of pressure, I think, on Odds. both promotions. I know, I know, I know. But I'm saying though, is it does because here's the thing. I really believe that Dana thinks if we were to do it, th- their thought is probably that Usman could beat him because he could probably take him down. Sure. And we think that we can beat him because we know that that he could knock or lay kick and he can knock people out with it doesn't matter anybody and i think he could stuff his takedowns the first couple of times to make him start make him a little bit more tired and make him a little bit more ups, um cautious about shooting raw dog so i look there's a lot of things that i could sit here and say but i think when the two fighters when it doesn't matter which promotion you're in if those two guys continue to to do things where they say they yes. take pictures like Lee. that that's, puts pressure on both promotions happens yes. because what it yep. takes is those two fighters saying i want this mm-hmm. then fans start to get behind it and go i want that i want to see that i want to see does that guy beat that guy does ufc beat bellator does bellator beat you as soon as fans start clamoring for it that's when things happen but then that's what creates a Mayweather, Conor McGregor type fight. That's good. It's because it's a fight. when you have them face up against each other, it's like all of a sudden, fuck, who's that guy? Let me see that guy. Oh, he's just starching dudes. This sounds really cool. Let me see. Let me let me, let me watch this. Now let's start putting pressure on the promotions. Let's get the fans buzzing about it. Look, no one ever thought that Steven Espinoza and Dana White would work together. You know? <laughs> no one thinks they'll ever work together again. But, but, but. If money, the money's right, money yes, they be, will. Every businessman doesn't give a shit about their feelings when there's money involved. And, and at the end of the day, Dana White's a businessman. And I think that that is something that could be, I know it was a different sport, but I think it, with the fighters, if they can get the, if they want another fight, Patricio and Max Holloway or Usman and Lima or Gegard and Adesanya, like if the fighters are willing to, to, to do what I think, 
you know, they could talk shit, do whatever. But to do things like that, like Usman and Lima did, where they squared up face to face in Houston Perfect. and just posted about it and talked about it, it got media talking about it. It got the buzz. Sure, it was only for a couple days because the fights happened, but it was still buzz and conversation and talk. Like, oh shit, this this is, could be for real. Uh, we know we I know we have a long ways to go, yeah. but I also I also want to remind people of this. Look, I don't know, and I'm not I'm not I don't know, but there's. There's been a lot of talking buzz, you know, with Bellator now, with CBS and Showtime. And and with that, giving our fighters a platform bigger than Paramount Network and bigger than, you know, than um, other than, than the zone. Like those are networks that will catapult, I think, our athletes into the, 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 the spotlight all the time, whether we get replays, whether we're not. I think then that will create more buzz for these guys to want to, to cross-promote. Not just the UFC and Bellator, but I'm saying simply like for fighters, for fighters to say, you know what? I can kind of be in control of my own destiny. I'll, if there's a fighter I really want to fight, then I'll do it. And I, you're going to see it, I think, more with champions because that's where the money is. But it would still be nice to see certain guys fight. Like I'd love to see Raymond Daniels and Stephen Thompson. I'd oh, love to see. God. I'd love. Yeah, I'd love to see MVP and Stephen Thompson. I mean, I keep throwing that one out there because, like, to me, that's just that's like watching a Taekwondo tournament, like on TV with little. Dude, that girls. would be so fun, though. It's fucking awesome, man! I would love to. You know, like there's there's fights out there that I know that we'd love to see. I'd love to see how Patricio does with with uh, with Max Holloway, you know, or Volkanovski, either guy. But the, these are the fights. These are the fights that uh, that you know, Patchy Mix and Henry Cejudo. I mean, those are there's other guys to fight as well. But you know, I mean, there's guys out there that you'd like to see someone who can wrestle like with Henry Cejudo and someone who's really good, the fucking human backpack. You know, I'd like to see see those type of things happen. Anyways, those that's kind of my conversation on the fact that Lima and Usman did it, and I think it's great because I think that gets us a step. Not a big step, but it puts a little bit of a step. Baby steps, guys. Baby steps. In the right direction. Everything's just about moving in the right direction, and that is exactly what that that does. It all comes down. If fans get behind it, promoters will end up making it happen. Yep, because there'll be money involved. That's it. When there's there's money money involved, involved, that's what a promoter is there for, to make money. Yep. So, yeah, so it's up to you fans at home. You guys there you start, go. Let's start Josh clamoring. has started it. Yeah. You guys finish it off. Yep, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Um, I know I'm being a nerd right now. I, I'm, I'm a nerd when it comes to this type of shit. Seriously, like how, how Podcast Dave is with the WWE. Like he's a huge, he's like a Hulk Hogan fan and like a, what's the other guy? The guy used to shake the ropes. Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior. He, he likes all those guys. Yeah, it was before your time. Oh, oh my you, God. you didn't come into the sport till The Rock, huh? Yeah. Uh, so you're you're like one of those flash in the pans. You so just the, liked the biggest him. star in the world. Oh yes, much. he is. He is. Hey, hey, Dave, did you hear that? You didn't come into the sport until. Yeah. So until even Josh is acknowledging it's a sport. I think it kind of yeah. is. I, kinda <laughs> is. I mean, determined outcomes already, but I mean, it's still kind of. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Oh. Yeah, a lot of work. Those guys are and, athletes, man. And anybody that can that can throw their body around weighing 230, 250, 280, something like that, that's pretty impressive. DC and Kane were just at the show on Friday here in San Jose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, oh, DC and what? I was there as well. Kane and DC were both there. Oh, Friday. they were both there? Yeah. Rich Chow was there also. Oh, yeah. I think I saw him as well, actually. Um, Kane's participating, bro, so why are you getting so mad about it? No, I don't get mad. I don't get mad. <laughs> mad about what? Kane's in the WWE. No, yeah, but he is. Why are you hitting on it so hard? Kane's getting paid. You, you pay to watch that shit. Yeah. Kane's getting paid to do it. <laughs> There's big difference. I pay to watch there. Your big shit difference. As well. Big difference. 
you know? wash your shit as well. Yeah, you're paying Kane, by the way. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. Good point. You're, yeah, you're paying Kane. Good I mean, point. I, I support when guys, you know, make money doing things like that. <laughs> not when not when grown adults pay for money like things like that. Um, is there anything else? What else we got? I was looking at the news. Uh, oh, John Jones said he's going to WWE as well. By the way, uh, oh, it's not, no. <laughs> Wait, what happened? John Jones, what? He said he's going to WWE as well. He said I this. Can, in, I can see that. Know. I can honestly see that. They're all going to go there. They're all. I mean, it's 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 like the it, yeah. It's like life after fighting. Where do you go? Well, you go there. It's you know, Ronda Rousey went there. You know, DC will probably end up there. You know, um, that and probably working for ESPN for a long time. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Uh, what else? I think that was it, man. That was. I really just wanted to talk about the Reyes thing. Yeah, it was. That was the and, big thing. And the Usman and Lima thing, only because that did that kind of that kind of tickled my butthole a little bit, you know, because I saw that and I was like, this is this is pretty good. This is this is something I think fighters need to do. They need to they need to set the market for themselves. You guys have got to create the market for yourselves. If you guys are at home and you're somebody in another promotion you want to fight, let's get after it. If that guy's the champion, you're the champion, let's go. You want everyone's talking about these big money fights. There wouldn't be a bigger money fight than you cross promoting against another promotion against their champion. It wouldn't, that fight would be, I think, would do more money than outside of like the, probably the the Blessed and uh, Volkanovsky probably rematch. And even though I don't know how much that's going to get big viewership, but if you have a cross promotion, you have the champ champ versus someone like that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you have champ champ against that fight. The one, the one yeah. that's going to be hard to beat is if you have Connor. Connor's going to oh, bring, yeah. Connor's going to bring the, he's going to bring the bucks. He's going to bring the eyes. Yeah, I think uh, I think also too with Khabib now. I mean, Khabib's up there. And I think just yeah. as big. I think Khabib's almost as just a bigger star as Connor, but just in a different way, in a different format, like on that side of the world. Huge, huge star. <laughs> that, huge, that huge. Side of the world. Oh yeah. He has a really. I mean, he's hit the U.S. I think he's he's definitely hit the U.S. We see it when he comes into town. He'll be here. I think in a couple of weeks, like maybe a week or two. Um, when he comes here, you got you've they've got probably anywhere between. 10 to 20 people waiting outside AKA every day, you know, to get autographs, to get pictures, to, you know, um, yeah, I, he, I, he's hit that level. He's hit that level of stardom, you know, um, it's good to see. I'm happy for him. I, I remember when he was only 20 and oh, it's crazy. I was, co I was cornering him for his fights and I'm thinking to myself, man, this kid's really fucking good. I'm glad I'm going to fight him. <laughs> I was like, thank God. But it's nice. It's nice to, uh, nice to see. Um, I think that's it. It's good. That's good. All right, man. All right, all right guys. Well, hey, all right, guys. Everybody at home, you guys are listening. Please hit the thumbs up on the YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button as well. Share our videos to everyone. And I also posted this earlier today. If you are my friend, okay, and you and and you follow me on Instagram, you follow me on Twitter, but you haven't subscribed to me yet, you are a jerk. <laughs> I told, I told all, I told, I was like, hey, you guys, come on, guys, hit the subscribe button on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all of those. Hit the subscribe button. You can go ahead and turn the notifications off, but I'm okay with that. Just hit the subscribe button. Let us know what you guys want us to talk about. YouTube as well. Follow me at the Real Punk on Instagram and on Twitter. Big John. Follow me at John McCarthy MMA on Instagram and Twitter. Then, mm -hmm. other than that, can't I'll find me my, anywhere. You can't find me anywhere. <laughs> Podcast Dave here is Podcast Dave on Instagram. I don't know if he has a Twitter. Do you have a Twitter? Yeah, 
Yeah, you ask me this every time. I do. Yeah, it's the same thing. Oh, you did. What is podcast Dave? Podcast Dave one. Oh, podcast Dave one. So it's not the same thing then. See, the same means the same. But if you doesn't mean doesn't mean add the one at the end. It doesn't mean plus one at the end. Plus one. Okay. It's like a date when he goes on Twitter. <laughs> so it's so funny. Somebody had just commented, I think, like uh, our last show about how I give you such a hard time. Yeah, well, if only they saw what goes on off the camera, something <laughs> worse. If they only saw what if they only saw what happens off the camera. Yeah, yeah. When I smash you and beat you yeah, up, right. and throw you, you around, man. Okay, all right, guys. Hey, right. it was great to see you. It's been. I feel like it's been forever since I've seen you. It has been forever. Yeah, you we, ghosted uh, me. Oh, you just man, went I, dark. Did you did you really use that term ghost? <laughs> I ghosted you. You're starting to fall into the Dave category of WWE uh, stuff. Come on, come on. So you do you do Thackerville and I do Dublin. I do Thackerville on the 21st and you're in Dublin on the 22nd. You know I had a really good card and it kind of you did. Oh man, it's kind of it's kind of died. We out. lost it. Kind of died a little bit. We lost Queely versus Primus. What we got Bungard. Bungard should Bungard should is a good I fight. Think he is good. It's gonna be a good fight. And then uh, we lost uh, James Galler. I so. know that sucks. That sucks. And uh, Cal Eleanor has just been through shit for this one fight. Like the last time for the brain scans. And now this. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, this poor guy. I know. Th this has the makings a little bit of the whole Khabib and Tony fight. You know, I feel like it's never going to happen. There. Second time, man. I know. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Hopefully, we'll try and drop another one before we all leave out of town to break down Absolutely. our fights that are coming up. All right, guys. Take it easy. Later. Bye.